Everybody ready? Yep. Let's go. Lothra, Lothcat, Lothwolf, run. Pick a path, and all is done. War Midwest Guys presents. I'm ready to right. Star Wars Rebels <coughs> HQ. Continue to allow this war to be fought on the Empire's terms. You are going to lose. All paths are coming together now. As long as we're together, we've got a chance. At least we'll go down fighting. It's time to get to work. Don't I defend us at risk? Krennic has been quite persuasive about his own project, Star Trek. Ezra, it's not whether or not we fight. It's how we choose to fight the matter. I know, Kena. We were meant to be Jedi, so we could be here now, when Lothal needs us most. All the paths are coming together, right? I'm just not sure if we're going to like where they lead. But we never imagined it would end. Hello everybody and welcome back to 4 Midwest Guys Presents Star Wars Rebels HQ. Today we'll be reviewing Season 4, Episodes 5 and 6, The Occupation slash Flight of the Defender. Here to help me do that today is Mr. Brian Ankenbauer. Hey, what's up, what's up? What's going on, B? Not much, man. Not much. And my brother, Aaron. Hey, <coughs> hey you awake today? Yeah, uh, a little. Think you're going to make it? Yeah, uh, cool. we'll see. Copy. All right, guys. Well, we got uh, here, to re- here to review episode five only. <laughs> <laughs> like last week, he only shows up for the first. Then he falls asleep. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so yeah, we've got uh, a lot going on uh, here. So let's uh, let's go right into the occupation. Um, episode starts off with Ezra kind of having a dream uh, on board the ghost and just kind of waking up, startling, going Joe, and he yells out Joe, and uh, he. Basically says, we need to return to Lothal. Joe and Ryder are suffering. Seems like, to me, Ezra only has these dreams when people die. <laughs> where something dramatic happens. Mm. Last time we had this is when his parents were killed, I guess. Or he mm-hmm. sensed it. Yeah, uh, but, like, funny thing is, like, going into later episode and even the next one, Ryder doesn't seem any worse for the wear than usual. No, he, he doesn't. I and mean, I mean Joe's probably dead by the time he has this dream. Yeah, Joe is, they say he was caught and executed, so... Um, but it, that seems to be what triggers it, like mm. the emotional response, or like he feels them passing. You know, and there's that course. certain delay, yeah. like it just takes a while for like that emotional energy to go through the universe and get to him. Well, maybe yeah. It was always... as if a thousand lives just called out at once and nothing. <laughs> then they're suddenly silenced. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you go by the canon force, you have the living force, which feeds the cosmic force, and the cosmic force feeds the living force. If you really want to get technical and really deep and nerdy about it, but <clears throat> nevertheless. Right. So there's a living force and a cosmic force. Yes. Do Jedi use both, or is it just one or the other usually? No, one kind of goes along with the other, and the Jedi are plugged. Jedi, or I should just say force sensitives, are plugged into both. Okay. But, so like, it's not like you channel one for certain abilities or the other. Not that I know of. Now, that could change. We're still early on into the whole force mythos here. Oh, okay. so yeah, because you know, I was... Th- I was th- now you bring that up, and it makes sense why Ezra has part of the living force and not the cosmic force, right? Because he can do with animals. Yeah, he's 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 definitely the Jedi whisperer. All right, so does that mean one can be adept at what, or more sensitive to one over the other? I don't think so. I th- it's all one force. It's just it's like 
It's like a balance. It's Wait, like, now it's one force? I thought it was two forces. No, well, it's one giant force altogether. Oh. It's just there's two two parts to it. Oh, the yin and the yang. Kind of. Mm. Kind of, sort of. But it's like, you have the cosmic force, which takes care of like the entire galaxy. Yeah. You know, the, the bigger picture. Okay. And then you have the living force, which is the individuals. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of get what you're coming from. Because like in... Um, during the New 52 run, they had, like, a Swamp Thing, Animal Man thing where you had the red and the green that were, mm-hmm. like, different, like, life energy sort of things. It's kind of that way. It's, it's like, uh, it, really, if you go back to Empire Strikes Back, you got Yoda going, you know, luminous beings, are we, you mm. know, not this crude matter. You know, that's mm. that's the living force. And then there's the cosmic force, which is kind of like the greater force, the, everything else. It's right. the quick question, and not, not to drag this on too much. Uh-huh. Is that why... Jedi Masters that on the like more light sensitive actually can do the Force Ghost thing where Siths can't. Correct. Yes. Okay. Because the Sith believe they don't believe in an afterlife to begin with. The, really, the Jedi don't really quite get it either. Only a mm. few few do. But um, to, for the Sith, it's all about the here and the now, and it's mm. about your passions and your driving for power now. Mm. Once you're dead, they believe that that's it. That it's the abyss. Mm-hmm. Where at least the Jedi believe you become one with the Force, mm-hmm. you know the cosmic Force, whatever. Okay. Feed the feedback so, into the cosmic Force. So not the living on the right. Jedi Master side, you really do have like transferring their life force into a cosmic Force. Is right. That, that so when you end. so when you die, you, you become part of the bigger, greater Force. It's kind of like a big loop. So it goes through the cosmic Force, and the cosmic Force then refeeds into the living Force, and okay, back so it's a cycle. Big giant so living, circle of the living life. Force is like. Your local cell phone towers and the cosmic forces like the satellite dishes in the atmosphere. Uh, sure, <laughs> I don't I'm not know. sure I pick up on the analogy for it, but, but just trying to figure out how local we are with talk, how localized with the life force. Well, just think like the living forces. The um, so Obi Wan Kenobi says that the force is uh, when he's teaching Luke. He's like, you know, it's a it's a it's a force that binds all living things together, right? Okay. So that's kind of like the cosmic force kind of binds everything together. And then the living force is everything that springs out life from it, you know. Mm. Does that make sense? No. Okay. I'm just going to go with it's just the force. There's just one force. Okay, that's fine. I actually like it being more technical and like having nuances to it. I think that's kind of cool. And they're still adding to it. I think Last Jedi is going to go kind of deep into it. So I wouldn't doubt it. We could get a lot more. Oh, that's cool, man. Like, I like mythology. Like, that's that's awesome. So, but yeah, so there's a little one one oh one maybe kind of sort of ever so slightly on the difference between the cosmic and living force. And I'm sure people will write in and yell at us later for incorrectly <coughs> saying a few things here. That's fine. You can do a small Star Wars update, like correcting whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll publish a, 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 what do they call it, a rebuttal now, uh, whatever the, the news does, you know. Retract. Or yeah, retract, yes. Retract. <laughs> Here are the things we got wrong about the difference between cosmic and life force. We kind of need like a stat boy at the end of our shows to kind of yeah. how'd we do? Well, uh, uh, Brian, you said that life force is. <laughs> <laughs> On the last episode, you said this, this, and this, and apparently that was all bullshit. Yeah, we're, you're completely wrong, and uh, yeah. So. But anyway. Hey, uh, since we're off topic real fast before we get into this, yeah, I want to just bring up to Aaron that we were watching Star Trek Discovery. Uh-huh. And you'll never guess what kind of animal was on the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery. Is it a squail? Fuck yeah, it was a squail. There's a fucking squail? Yes! Because <laughs> yeah. it's not called a squail, but it was like, it's like yeah. that's not a whatever it is. It's basically just a space whale. And I was like, oh my uh, god! Yes. <laughs> and it had tentacles, too. Yeah. Like a squid. 
I mean, I'm not against it. It's like somebody who watched the Rebels episode and went, we're going to put that in Star Trek. Or they listen to our podcast and they're like, oh, we have to put Swiss in Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I have to watch Star Trek Discovery. Oh, man. Yeah. I, just, I just thought I That's now on the list of yeah. shit I need to do. I just it thought is. I passed it along. The squales okay. are multiplying. They've now jumped genre. Yeah. So that's how popular they've become. So. <laughs> it's going to be like in the new like sci-fi thing. Yeah, it's like, going to be the new keep thing. Keep going. Yeah, absolutely. The squales everywhere. Squales everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere's <laughs> fucking Sci- squales. Sci-fi is working on a squale NATO. It's squale <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Save they came the from squares. space. Yeah. We'll the green piece. It'll be save the squares. Mm-hmm. Collect the entire set. No, anyway, I'm kidding. Um, all right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> Before I piss everybody off. Um, so we were talking about, yeah, so Ezra seems to have these premonitions usually when people die. Just kind of my mm. my observation. No, no, it does seem like that. It's yeah. just the timeline's a little off. But it's, and, and to be fair, though, Anakin does the same thing with his mom, right? He senses his mother... In mm. Great distress. By the time he gets there, she dies in his arms. So it's mm. kind of almost yeah. I mean, same. that one's a little bit. It's a little closer, right? Or is it, it seems like there's like a week delay here, or at least a well, day. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ezra gets the reverb, and <laughs> well, it, it could be that way too because it's they're not his mom and dad, right? Mm. These are just people he cares about, but they're not yeah. family, you know, so to speak. But gotcha. The emotional level is just not maybe quite not the same. Um Obviously, this leads to Ezra still not being upset. Uh, he's still upset about not returning the Lothal. Um, kind of brings that up. Mm. Um, but luckily, as fate would have it, or as the Force would have it, um, when they return to uh, Base 1 there on Yavin mm. 4, uh, Mon Mothma um, basically says, you know, we got this message from Ryder, there's a new TIE Defender, and uh, we, re- we really need recon on this, mm. on this particular, on this new kind of version. And obviously Ezra's, you know, well, yeah, when do I leave? And that's when Hera speaks up. Well, we're mm. all going, you know, does yeah. the whole family thing, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, it was. Because that's more Hera, because mm. Hera's been kind of out of character lately, I think. Mm. She's been all about the rebellion and pushing mm. the rebellion and the rebellion. And it's rebellion, now seemed to going back to focusing on, like, that squad in particular rather than the greater rebellion. Yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but I like that a lot better, don't you, Brian? I like 100% her. 100% better. Like, yeah. We've, we've, already, we've already worked through the... Um, the Greater Rebellion, because that's where we came into the whole Star Wars saga. Mm-hmm. Right. Or well, majority of us came into that spot. <clears throat> um, so I, like Aaron, when he likes specifics, I like that we're we're into the specific with the Phoenix Squad and we're with this group mm-hmm. more so than the Greater Good. It's all fine, and dandy when you see the little Easter eggs and you're like, oh, I know that spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm not following that part right now. I'm following this this, this story group with the ghost and everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's it's definitely more her character, the mother, the motherly Hera. Mm-hmm. She's looking after her her mm-hmm. family, and that that's when I think I like her best at yeah. that point. When it's really kind of focusing on like the like family dynamics of the group and yeah. all that sort of thing. Yeah, that's when like, she shines the best, yeah. I think. Rather than being, I think the, a lot of the characters actually do really well in that scenario. Yeah, they do. They, it really it it brings out the best in each one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, because as a group, as a group, they're better than they are individually, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, but anyway, so, uh, do you guys think maybe Mom Mothma is throwing Ezra a bone here? I mean, cause she's no. kind of going out of her way here. Just, I mean, she gets this message and it seems like it's a good excuse almost. I mean, they don't In really need to like, know. The thing I found kind of odd about it is like, thing. not only is he like, I've thought about this and that's just what I'm going to do from now on. Like, okay. I'm not, that I'm just going to be on Lothal. That's kind of his response and everyone's like, okay, that sounds good. 
But it seems like a weird plot twist for the story overall because it really is kind of convenient to focus on like just going back to the main narrative for him. Okay. Like you were almost thinking this was going to like be something you would have to choose between, and pretty much the rebellion was just like, no, just go ahead, you're good. Don't, okay. No, don't worry about it. All right. So Brian, what's your take? You have you don't think it was her? I, throwing I, I don't think it's her throwing a bone. Um, I think it's her knowing that they lo- they know Lothal. Mm-hmm. So it'd be easier for them to get recon. I think it's just her using her her pieces that she knows she has. Being political. I mean, yeah, but I, do I think it fit, it does fit the story well? You know, right? Like Ezra wanted to go back. Here's an opportunity. Right. But there was an opportunity there. I don't. If 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 he had, I mean, it's really message. stupid to say this because yeah. it's a cartoon. But if if that defender wasn't there, mm-hmm. I don't think she would have found a reason for him to send him back to the fall. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So purely political. Yep. Could be either one. Um, so the other big thing to take away from the scene is Ezra says, I've thought about this and I'm staying on Lothal. So he's basically saying, I'm not coming back to the bigger rebellion. Yeah. I'm going to stay on Lothal until I free Lothal, essentially. Yeah. Is what he's saying, yeah. which is kind of a big deal. That's a huge deal, yeah. really. I was actually really surprised they threw that out there as yeah. early on as they did. Well, I'm not very surprised because like because of our theory that we have about Ezra being in episode 8. Right. And I think that's why they threw it out when they threw it out there because episode He's, 8's coming up and he has to disappear for Exactly. for three movies. Yeah. So yeah. and that's what they're going to say. He's been on Lothal this whole time and hiding out. Wait, why do you think he's going to pop up in episode 8? Because it's uh what's his name? There's Del a Toro. Yeah, Del Toro. So, you know, Ezra Benicio Del Toro. Okay. And for our listeners too, if there's a you know Ezra has those two scratches on his face he got mm. from the lightsaber duel with the Grand Inquisitor. Mm. Well, Del Toro has almost identical matches okay. on the, his cheek. Yeah. Either that or somebody's having a lot of fun with Photoshop. Yeah. But it kind of he looks kind of like <coughs> like Ezra Wood older like mm. an older Ezra. His hairstyle, you know, mm. his look, he's got a gun, kind of like Ezra's. So a lot of people are theorizing that Del Toro's character, which all we know is they're calling him DJ, so we're not sure what that stands for. Okay. Could be Dark Jedi, could be something else we don't know mm. yet. Um, been kinda, it's been kind of hush-hush, like under wraps. Yeah, but Del Toro's a decent actor to cast for a role, so... Right, that's, and that's why that's why they're like, well, why is he being held under under wraps of mm. what he is? Right. And our, our thought is, is because it's Ezra. Mm-hmm. Because we know Harris survives, yeah. and we know Chopper survives. Yep, but we don't know anything about anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then when in Del Toro's character, there's there's it, it's somebody we know is what they said right in the very beginning. Well, it's, it's somebody we know from Star Wars, but we're not that familiar with. And when they said that, it was a year and a half ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they even went as far to say that DJ isn't his real name. It's it's for something else. It means something else. Oh, okay. So trying to put the two together is kind of hard now. I've got a theory I'll, I'll, I'll throw out there you know, at the end. What well, do you know what I'm thinking? Uh, yeah, I, I, Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Dune. Dune. Junior. Or Dune Jarrus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you got Kane and Jarrus. Yeah, so it could be. So there. anyway. But anyway. That's what I think. I think that's why Ezra, that's why they're saying Ezra's going to... And they're saying it now to get everybody used to the fact he's going to stay on Lothal because in episode eight when it comes out, mm. the, uh, Rebels will still be going on. Right. So... So this way, that, that it fits that storyline. Like you'll, okay. you'll get the connection with seeing Del Toro as Ezra older, and then you'll see how it actually happens mm-hmm. once we, yeah, you because know, we'll have those last few episodes to go through through Rebels. Okay. So, 
But well, that's just a theory. I mean, right, we could be cool. completely off base. You know, we could be as far off as Pluto from this thing. You know, from, yeah. from you know, but it is what it is. Um, okay, so moving on. So next scene, uh, they make a deal with. Uh, it's the return of Vizago. Uh, he. This is a. This this show is all about bringing characters back from past seasons, and Vizago is right out of. Uh, um, Season one. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, they even yeah. mentioned Hondo in reference. To yes. Zago. Yes, he like, does. Which well, is, how do you know he has a legitimate business? Oh, Hondo told Hondo me. Hondo told me. Ezra, yeah. which I thought was hilarious, which is a great way to bring Hondo back into. Yeah. He's still a favorite character among oh, yeah, Hondo yeah. is. Um, but yeah, so you know, we haven't seen him. He's he's the original scoundrel in Rebels. You know, he's yeah. kind of the the Lando Calrissian before they brought Lando in. Yeah. Um, and which is funny. I actually think I like. Uh, Hondo more than Lando Calrissian. I like, I do like Lando, or I still like Lando a little bit more because I'm a classic guy. Yeah, but Hondo's right; he's pretty cl- damn close. I don't know. I just he's feel like funny. Hondo's a bit more like a witty character. Like I just oh, find yeah. him more amusing. I, I think all the way down to his voice, it's just, "Hello, it's me, it's Hondo." You know, yeah. it's just that that whole whatever. <laughs> you I, sounded like a Latin. I know I did. Watch out! It's this. What better way to make your grand entrance on the streets of Acropolis? All right, um, before I go into my whole shtick. Um, so, and also, like Lando, though, they offer him, they offer Vizago for his help, Puffer Pigs, mm. which goes all the way back to the Lando episode. Now, Lando used one Puffer Pig to uh, create his whole business, and uh, I think it was for mining. So oh, they okay. could smell some some sort of mineral. I completely or forgot that the Puffer Pig was a thing. Yeah. yeah. I was just watching this. I was just like, oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they, so they had the one puffer pig. Now he has like six or seven. Yeah, and that's why Vizago goes. Lando made a fortune off of these. Yeah, <laughs> was, you know, now he has a ton of them. Mm. Um, <clears throat> the other big thing in this scene, which was interesting, Hera relinquishing command of the ghost to Rex and, and Callus, mm. which was kind of odd in a way. I. I thought the dialogue of them back and forth about who's like was in charge of the ship. Was that was funny, hilarious. Though. That was hilarious. But I thought this was a huge step for for Hera, on a again kind of t- bringing Hera back to <coughs> the Hera that we like, the Hera yeah. that looks out for her family first, because mm. the ghost is her her greatest possession. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I would I would classify that as being something different because she's she's <coughs> she's gone away from the ghost before and let somebody else pilot it. She has, but I'm just this was this like seemed like a more long term sort of thing. They, and they made a point of it. Yeah, to me they, they went out of their way to make a point mm-hmm. out of it. And I don't think they just did it for the jokes about the Star Destroyer with Cal. I think they did. Oh because, really? Yeah, because I think it was they need they wanted to fit that in there and he's like, Well I've done I I've I've commanded a storm, a star destroyer, and then Rex is like, "Well, there's your point. That's you that, your that, point. there's your point. You just made it, yeah, yeah. Mm. which was hilarious. I just to me, you, you need that whole. Well, like, then they also had the bit with Rex and uh, Zeb right before that. Yeah, like, about it, your face, my yeah. face scares the puffer pigs. Well, at least yours is unique. Yeah, <laughs> what is that clone <laughs> humor? That was hilarious. That was good yeah. too. Some good, some good uh, Star Wars humor yeah, in this episode. Yeah, uh, but yeah, to me, it was just. I just thought it was their point. They were kind of pointing out that. You know, she's sacrificing for her family. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but yeah, the the whole back and forth with Callisto was was really good. Um, I like how Chopper makes fun of their new disguises. Like mm. they all have, they're all disguised, which makes sense because they're all one it and they all they're all like yeah. the Empire's the nice number one list. Fancy was, hat. Yeah, Zeb in the big goofy hat. Ezra's in a weird looking hat. Yeah, you know, even he actually looks more practical for a desert planet, though. Kind of, yeah. Like he's like a he's been out in the yeah, like it's just like a sunshade sort of thing. Yeah, like it kind of makes sense. Whereas Zeb's just like this big poofy 
or like pointy thing. Like yeah. it's like a goldfish is eating his head. I thought they were all good disguises except for Sabine. Sabine's wasn't much of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay. So everybody else is in great disguise. Uh, Sabine, dye your hair. Okay. And that's basically all she mm. did. Um, for the most part. She put on some different clothing too, but it looked exactly like her. her well, I, I like the comeback when, when Chopper was making fun of him and they said, well, we, we can give you a new paint job. Yeah, you want a new paint job? And he's like, kind of shit. He's <laughs> He didn't like the yellow and black, so yeah. from last episode. Um, so they finally make their way to uh, Lothal, and this is again, this is right out of the the trailer. Another scene right out of the trailer, and Ezra can't believe how much Lothal has changed. It's gone from the green, you know, lush, Earth-like. blue, earth like, and it looks like it's on fire. And yeah, smoke. from the outside, it really does. Yeah, it, like just smoke and smolder. Yeah, and, like they they have ravaged completely ravaged the planet. Mm. Or they're trying to ravage it for, for resources or whatever. Which doing. doesn't make much sense, because um, before it was just grasses. Yeah. Like, and so it doesn't make sense. Like, unless they're using the grass for something, but we, they never say what they're using it for, no. because then it goes. It's all rock and dirt now. Mm. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, they never really go into like what they're actually like doing on the planet that's transforming it. The right. extent it is. I mean, yeah. that might be a thing they get to later on. Yeah. I'm beginning to think that maybe there's kyber crystals or something like underneath. <laughs> The soil in the deep down and so, yeah, because of the, you got the Jedi Temple and everything else that was there. Mm. So obviously the the Jedi found it valuable for mm. whatever reason. Mm. So and and honestly, <coughs> even though Yoda kind of gave it to him, he did get his Kyber crystal there too. Mm. You know, and so we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, so the the other big thing, new level of Empire security. So they scan the ship and they scan the rebels as unregistered life forms. That's a new tactic I, that we haven't seen though. And they scanned life forms on the ship. Yeah, that they actually before it's all like picking up heat signatures essentially. Well, it was like they they were like, well, that's not registered in our database. Mm-hmm. We're picking up some something weird, whether that's Zeb or or somebody I, else. I, th- I think it was just that his his code mm-hmm. only was him plus cargo. And they were picking up multiple life forms, non registered. I don't know if I don't know if it was per se like like not registered, like no driver's license type of registering. I think it or you know what I mean? Like, right, I mean, you thought just, maybe it was only for one life soul yeah, or I one think it soul was like, on board. Yeah, it was like one life form plus cargo. That's what the code was good for. That's gotcha. the way I took it. It could be. Um I don't I took it more as they were actually that 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 his license was good for this kind of life form, this kind of life form, this kind of life form, and these guys aren't matching. Mm. Like, it was that type Either of that, thing. or, like, actually has a database of the crew, and it's like, right. oh, that's exceeded that database. Exactly, so it needs to be searched. Mm. It, which, when they said Lothal's on total lockdown, it really is, too, because it's not your standard blockade. Um, I mean, it, you you notice the building station, like, oh, the other, the other thing was the building stations in orbit. Remember how we saw that in the the teaser trailer? Right. If you looked in the background, those were in orbit around Lothal. So they're obviously building something now. Whether mm. that's for the Death Star, or it's part of building the, pieces of it, or maybe it's it could be that, or it, maybe it's also the the Defender. I don't mm. know. You know, but there's something going on there, something mm. greater. It's like they're pulling the resources off the planet and building something in space. Not sure. So there's well, maybe that's how they do it. Maybe that's how they they, they just build parts of it wherever close to whatever planet. Mm-hmm. And then they move yeah. the pieces to that middle of nowhere to, 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 to assemble. To assemble, which doesn't, uh, if that is the case, probably that would not be a good thing for the people of Lothal because they basically wiped out the Geonosians for yeah. for the same thing. So. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but um, yeah, so we'll have to see what happens there. Um, but yeah, uh, they got a Tie Fighter escort. You know, they they, they escort him down. That's with standard. The, standard. No, no, apparently not. <laughs> That's what he says. It's standard. Yeah, standard. most of the time. So you get Sometimes. that. How many times happened to you? No. <laughs> and as soon as he lands, they've got one of those gravity generators on it, a lock basically for a ship, so yeah. it can't go anywhere. I mean, it's just it's crazy how much greater military tactics are now employed than right. the last time. And, and obviously that that obviously means that there's something big going on. Something's here. going on. Because they wouldn't do that for just for rebels. Yeah, they wouldn't right. do that for just rebels and just say that Oh, well, we know Ezra's from here or whatever. Mm. They wouldn't do that no. just for that. Well, right. Just that, but, like, you also have, like, the militarization of, like, the domestic towns and such. Like, you have, mm-hmm. like, the one bar that became more or less a, you know, empire bar. Empire cantina. Yeah. yeah. And then you have, like, all the propaganda going out throughout the town and just, mm-hmm. like, how it's actually recruiting the people to go into, like, the empire and be stormtroopers or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's yeah. a great transition because that was my next point was as soon as we get back to Lothal... There's that big scene where mm-hmm. they're like, loyalty is obedience, you know. Yeah, you like know? it's it's going heavy on the propaganda. Yeah, it you know, troopers are checking ID for people just walking out past curfew. Mm. You know, it really is a full lockdown. Which attack. why did they check their curfew? But when they walked into the bar, they didn't check Ezra's and maybe they were off duty. You know what I mean? Like it's like, just hey, off hey, duty. We're on break. It yeah. was just we're weird. Like it was like yeah. if curfew is this time and two people just walked into your bar after curfew. Or why is there why are they still open unless they're supposed to be only serving the Empire, maybe. But still you're right, it's a good point, Brian. It's kind of a little hole in the uh the storyline. I, I, I feel like it works for the same reason that pretty much anyone that's on a break's like, No, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I, I always deal with that in like ten, fifteen minutes when I get back. But yeah, they do end up in Old Joe's place, or now Baron's place, or the Empire's place, whatever. And uh, Old Joe's em- uh, bar is now the Empire bar. Where everybody knows your number. <laughs> TK427. Another shot at TK? Yes, yes. Why aren't you at your post, TK427? <laughs> Why aren't you on your stool? Because <laughs> I fell on the floor. But yeah, now it is now run by yet another old character we've seen in the past. Uh, it is Baron Valen Ruder. Um, we've had a lot of run-ins with the Rebels. Uh, the last time I think we saw him was on the Empire Day episode, uh, which I believe is season one or two. I gotta be honest, I completely forgot this character existed. Yeah, I, I kind of did too. I really had to look at him hard, and then yeah. I had to do a little research. No, um, no I, after watching that episode, I don't remember the other episodes. But he's basically was the guy that was. They had the that first advanced Tie Fighter that looked halfway like Darth Vader's. That had the yeah, had the, the bent sides. The, the bent insides. Yeah. He was the pilot. He was supposed oh, okay. to be like the test pilot for it. Yes, that was familiar. Yeah. yeah. So they brought him back, and now, and like other defeated, like other Imperials that the these rebels have defeated. Every time they run into him, they get demoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's gotten he's gotten the book of a bartender. Yeah, you're a bartender. You're running the bar now. I mean, that could be cool. I mean, at least you got plenty of alcohol nearby. It's something, but he's still proud of himself because he's showing pictures of himself as a Tie Fighter pilot. Yeah, he still seems pretty egotistical. Yeah, I mean, for all that's worth, I mean, but you really though, you go from being a test chief chief test pilot bartender. So it's, I mean, it could be a really well paying bar job. It could know. be. It could be, but still. <laughs> But it, I just find it funny how they—that's a repeating theme that they throw in there. Like every time they run into a, 
another Imperial character from the past that they defeated. Yeah. They seem to get lower. <laughs> the Empire. So like, next one's just going to be like janitor, janitor slash mascot at children's theme park. Right. Yeah. At, at Uncle Come pa- on, put that the Darth Vader mask back on. Or have him run Go around. Go entertain the children. Run around in, you know, Uncle Poppleteen's cloaks. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, hand um, out those, like, water balloons. Yeah. Uh, we find out... Uh, nice. <laughs> we find out that he's been... Uh, that old Joe has been captured by the ISB, which is like their... Uh, was captured. Was captured and executed. Yeah. Which takes Ezra by surprise. Which I thought was really... I tell you what, man, these kids' cartoons and killing off people is just... Yeah, they take a yeah, lot I mean, of liberty. off screen, so, I mean, it's not that bad. Yeah, no, but even if you think about, like, when, like, when we were kids watching cartoons and stuff, <coughs> it was always uh, bad guy put in jail. Always really? saw bad guy put oh, in yeah, jail. Yeah. Dude, man, like, even, like, the mastermind criminals, we saw them put in well, jail. There, there was a lot of oh, cartoons that had a lot of, like, dark deaths. And there shit there was, like, when we were kids, Aaron, it was, the rules were, nobody got killed. Mm. You never saw blood, and nobody ever got eaten. And if they did, Dude, somehow like, they got free from being. Didn't eaten. Watership Down come out like in like eighty two or some shit? You're talking about anime and stuff, man. We're yeah, Watership about... Down was like a film made in England. Yeah, but that's that's not England. A, it wasn't a cartoon. Our we we grew up with Transformers, GI Joes, GI Joe, uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles. Yeah, Mask. You know all that that okay. kind of stuff. You I was saying, like, there was some there was some dark stuff back in the day. I mean, we thought it was a big deal when they brought out the G.I. Joe cartoon movie and Duke died. Yeah. Like, that was huge. Okay. And, and they killed Optimus Prime in the Transformer movie. That was huge. Yeah. People cried. I might yeah. have squirted a tear, too. You know, it's pretty funny, as I still have the G.I. Joe movie at home. I saw it the other day. Do you really? Yeah. That's on right. VHS. <laughs> well, saying, taking it like, back to old school. The 80s had, like, plenty of, like, dark stuff, like... Sure, right, but right, it, but it wasn't it wasn't readily available to everybody. Okay, right. it yeah. wasn't put out there unless you were like some geek that ordered it from Japan. I yeah. mean, on the interwebs, I wasn't there at the or time, but I probably would have been yeah. in that category. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that that's how it was. Though. those were kind of the rules. Yeah. No blood, nobody got eaten, and nobody died. That I was, mean, vampire films must have sucked. Well, they were just cartoon vampires. They didn't never you never saw them attack like trying to suck people's blood. Yeah. Or I mean, just I mean, think about the, what we what we did back in the day. In order to watch like TV shows and stuff, we would record them on a VHS with commercials. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and like, and and in, and in order to, uh, you know, in order to take, make sure that nobody could tape over it, you broke off the two little nubs <laughs> on the ends of the VHS tape so that it, it couldn't record. It couldn't record. Right. Or if you wanted to record on something like that, then you just put tape over them. Yeah. It was just crazy times. You like, just learned how to do it. Yeah. And it was. That's the way it was, man. Like one of the first movies I think I ever saw on VHS was like Indiana Jones. First one I ever saw was Star Wars, and it was after <coughs> my uncle had taped it, and it was after the uh, it was on TV. The Paul, yeah, it was on HBO, and they were watching his parents. He, he'd over taped an old episode of the Paul Dixon show. I shit you not. So I had to watch yeah the Paul Dixon show and him marrying two rubber chickens before I got to watch Star Wars. I was fast forward. I mean, how did the marriage have me go? Uh, they, he married two chickens. It was great. It was hilarious. Happy? Like, was it? Was did it bring tears to your eyes? No, no. Chicken you know. didn't go through with it. He balked. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody outside the Cincinnati area is probably not going to know who Paul Dixon is anyway. So I don't even know who Paul Dixon is. I'll explain later. <laughs> so now that we've gone down memory lane, real quick. Um, yeah. So yeah, old Joe. That's why we did. It, yeah, old Joe. Poor Joe. Uh, Ezra and. Um, so Ezra and Sabine get in a little bit of trouble, obviously. 
You know, although Sabine kind of starts it. She's like, it let's go. Yeah. It's, she was real quick to pull him Ezra away from the bar like he was going to give away too much or something, which he wouldn't have. But she kind of institutes this whole thing, and all of a sudden there, people are asking questions. And luckily, they're rescued by yet another old character, Jai Kel, who is now part of the Rebels. Okay. Where where did he come from again? Jai Kel was one of the other Force-sensitive students that was with uh, Ezra in the Jedi... Or the, not the Jedi Academy, the... The Stormtrooper Academy episodes. Oh, okay. He's the one that runs off with his mother, and they're like, we'll find a place for you to hide. Oh, okay. And stuff. He's the, yep. he's like the third member. It was him. Um, the the African-American kid, I can't remember his name. I don't remember his name. But, uh, yeah, so it was those three together. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, he was one of them. So, um, so yeah, he's an old friend of uh, his, but he was, uh, and he even, you know, he says he was glad to return the favor. Mm-hmm. When he meets him, because you know, you saved my life from the academy, etc. Cetera, et cetera. <coughs> yeah, I find it funny how even Ezra has to take a minute to remember the character for a minute. Well, well he doesn't recognize him, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all growing up, you know, he's changed, they're changing, you know, everybody's yeah. kind of changing. It'll be interesting to see if they bring yeah, back they that. comment on that, even with uh, Ezra, them using an old picture of Ezra as well. Yeah, it, it, it it's really it's it's interesting how. They're bringing everything full circle with these episodes, so you know that it's definitely the last season. Like they're mm. bringing in, like they're aware it was the last season. So yeah, like so, it's written for that context. right. So they're bringing back old characters and bringing things full circle a little bit with a lot of these characters. Like this, this really kind of brings full circle with this Jai character because now, you know, he's he's part of the Rebel Alliance and he's helping out and right. you know he's reintroduced back to to the. But the that team. is funny, Aaron. You brought up the, the picture because, like, Ezra did bring up a good point. Like, why are they using my old picture? Yeah. Like, really, why are they using their old, old picture? Like, they don't have the technology to do any kind of <laughs> age advancement or anything? Or Well, not just that, but, like, they've seen him since that picture. Yes. Like, he's got to be, like, on some security footage somewhere. You would think so. But like, the, the Empire's pretty inept. <laughs> Except for when they're on full lockdown, apparently. So, uh, switching scenes, I actually switched this in the middle of all of what we talked about, but I want to keep it separate. Uh... The whole Hera and Kanan um, in the alley incident, obviously, where the uh, they interrupt the whole smoochy session. Like yeah, like they get, scene. like they go into hiding. They are both right next to each other, and they, you know, I wish I could see you. You could always see me. Blah blah yeah, blah. You could always cute. see me. Yeah, and then you know, Kanan gets cock blocked by the mission yet again. Well, I mean, I don't. It's I'm not sure if it would have gotten that far in an alley. I mean, well, I don't maybe know. not. But at least he might. I know. mean, it's also a Disney show, so. Well, yeah, but still, you are gonna make kiss. But yeah. you know, it's always you know he's always being blocked. But it's still, they're and then showing. Then he even laughed about it too. Yeah, yeah, he's like always on the move or something. Yeah, like that. always on. No, it was it was it was uh, always something. What did he say? It wasn't always on the move. It was something like that. It was like it was like always something about the mission or something. Yeah, the mission or something. Yeah, yeah. it was so funny because he yeah. was like, as soon as he, as soon as it happened and he knew he got cock blocked, he was like, mm, the mission or whatever it was. Yeah. It was <laughs> so, but yeah, it's uh, but they're at least keeping that narrative alive. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't that, know that whole thing. I think there's I, times they haven't focused on that narrative, but I don't think it's ever been like it's never been full full front, but it's always been there. Mm. Now they're just making an ex. They're going out of the way to make a point about it. So. To me, I still think Kanan bites it, and I think that's the well, whole... I 100% thing. think Kanan bites it. Yeah, because she's going to miss what they never got a chance mm-hmm. to do. Because that's what's going to happen in the, our last our <coughs> last Kanan episode is yeah. is that they're going to, but I love you, or whatever. That's, mm-hmm. It's going to happen in the last episode. Right, and then, and then he's going to die. He's going to die, yeah. yeah. 
That's I I agree. I mean, do you think it's gonna be like a graphic death? Like he just falls on a bunch of spikes? No, I th- I think it's gonna be a a battle scene where he's gotten wounds and he's gonna die from his yeah. I would injuries. be I wouldn't be surprised if he goes up against Vader. Like they they let him they let Vader take him out. I really wouldn't be surprised at all. Okay. So um, we'll see. I, I'm kind of hoping it's that he deserves a big death. So okay. I mean, Freddie French Jr. down by Vader. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. I have no idea what they got in store. So obviously they get in a little bit of trouble. They steal the speeders, and then that's the other thing. As soon as they steal those speeders, those tanks are right there, man. Blocking right the there. Exit, There's yeah. no quick exit like there used to be for them. Mm. All their old tactics aren't working anymore because they're ready for them. Yeah, they're uh, they're essentially everywhere at that point. Yeah, that's not. Like they're already everywhere before. Except like except for where Ryder is for some reason. For some reason, but Ryder might know their new tactics too and has adapted. Yeah, where they're using their old tactics and they know their old tactics and are ready. Because maybe for they it. were instructed by Thrawn, so who knows all the tactics? Precisely, precisely. So where do they go? They turn to the sewers. Speaking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, they used, uh, they apparently were used by Old Joe to smuggle rebels in the past. And they quit, but they're quickly chased down by stormtroopers led by another death trooper. So, you know. Yeah, you've seen quite a few death troopers in the season. This is weird because the last episode, which I thought might have been Phasma, was a female voice, and I still do. Yeah, it does actually sound kind of similar. Yeah, I really two. think that is Phasma. Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be. I've never read, like, the Phasma book that came out or whatever. I, haven't, yeah, I just got it. He just Did got he? it, so yeah. he's going to have to let us know. Right. Um, but uh, yet, yet, you have again, there's a death trooper that's almost is in command mm. and is telling everybody what to do, which is kind of interesting because I never would have put the death troopers there. I just would have put them there as elite stormtroopers. Mm. But it now, and, now it kind of makes sense of why we saw them so prevalent in... Mm-hmm. in uh, well, whatchamacallit, Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One. Because like, when, we, when we saw them in Rogue One, we're like, where the hell these guys come from? Mm. Yeah. And now that we're seeing them in Rebels, right. it kind of fits into the like why they're so prominent in, in Rogue yeah. One. Because well, it's they, actually interesting. Like They actually seem to have a pretty decent role in Rebels. And like if you're actually making them almost like the leader of Stormtrooper units and such, mm-hmm. like, that's kind of cool. It's just interesting you don't see that through like four to six. Well, no, because they, they, they said in Rogue One the reason... they. It, all the, all the death troopers were on Scarif when it di- when, when it blew up. Blew up. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. and that's why we don't see any in four or five six. That's how they explained it anyway. Okay, because that's what we that was one of our biggest things. Like, uh, where are the death troopers? And that, they came out and said, "Where did we see that?" I don't remember now. Was that an interview or something? But they said mo- the majority of them went down when they the uh, they blasted the base. Well, so, yeah, but like. Yeah. At the same time, planet. even if most of them did get destroyed, wouldn't you just promote more? more? Well, maybe they didn't have time because they're really, from that point on, they're fighting a full-on war with the Rebels. Yeah. So That it could enough. be that they just don't have the the, the right talent to you know, just promote, to promote. Mm-hmm. Hell, the, the, the Stormtroopers in 4, 5, and 6 can't anything. It's possible. But well, I mean, there's always the joke that it's just really cheap mass is prevents them from seeing anything. Right. Well, yeah, that's that's been actually that's kind of proven in Rebels. Rex even <coughs> says when he's in disguise, how I can't. Do see, how do you see? shoot with this thing on? Well, they throws a stormtrooper yeah. well, mask on. Have, have you seen that video? I mean, that not the video, but the uh, the drawing <laughs> of the stormtrooper helmet and what the people have to look like underneath in order to be able to see out of those eye holes. No, I've not and seen. It's that. like a person's face, and, it's, and the, you can see the outline of the thing. Yeah. And they had to move the eyes like up on the forehead, on the fore- <laughs> on the forehead, way out to the side in order for them to be able to see out of the mask. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was pretty funny. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to try that out. I've got a uh, First Order Stormtrooper um, 
helmet, helmet on order. That's so nice. uh, somebody I know actually makes that stuff. So I got to make it as a custom one. We'll have to find out. We'll have yeah. to try it on. Well, I mean, it, it could also be like custom made to where it actually is a little easier to see. It, out well, yeah, Ben may may take care of that for us. We'll have to see. But um, still, uh, yeah. So, but yeah. Again, here we go. It's a new dynamic that they're introducing only in Rebels. The Death Trooper, with all the tactical experience and all the, you know, the, is barking out the orders. Um, it's just, it's different. I, I, it, like I said, I never would have thought of it until mm. recently. You know, it's, it's, it's cool. They're yeah, expanding. It's a nice change. Yeah, it's a nice expanse on the universe, as it were. Um, also, we see the use, they're using Imperial uh, probe droids again mm. to hunt through the tunnels. Yeah, which we, makes sense. We've I mean, if you're that. on that, like, big lockdown, like... yeah. Probe droids are kind of a... It makes perfect yeah. military sense, that's for sure. Uh, you know, it, it's just a much smarter e- empire than we've seen. I can't, mm. I can't emphasize that enough because it's such yeah, a big difference. Like, you're really like an F student all the way up to, like, mm-hmm. honor roll. Yeah, it really is. It's like they graduate it and then they think like a real person now. Mm. You know, they're not stupid anymore. Um, yeah, but with troopers at every, t- every Do you turn... you find it funny you go... To one more episode, and already you're back to them being stupid, though. Um, Especially when the loaf cat scene, like the, the loaf cat episode. scene. Well, I consider that the force. That's the force at work there. Okay. With the loaf cat scene, well, that you know, the other thing that is is that those aren't death troopers either. No, they're not. They're I regular mean, no, stormtroopers. Okay. The priests. They're, right. <laughs> they're well, regular stormtroopers. Yeah, they're weak-minded. Mm. All right. These are not the droids you're looking for. Um, <laughs> it's basically the temp service. But the rebels are are so locked down and are, are on the run at every turn that even Ezra loses faith for a minute. He's like, "We shouldn't have come back." Yeah, Lothal's like he started already like lost to the anxiety attacks. Yeah, almost, <laughs> which is kind of strange and completely out of character. I didn't expect him to say that, but he like he just. Well, yeah. At the same time, like he's under pressure, like he's surrounded on sides, like he's not yeah. seeing any way out. It was just weird to see him lose faith in him. He's like, you know. Well, that's it, happened before when he, when he gets frustrated. Yeah. And it, it's happened where he's just, he's done. It's true. I guess I'm, at this point I expect him to be a little bit more mature, I guess, than he but, is maybe. Yeah, but we've been we've been having his scenes where he's been talking about, why aren't we do basically. Why whining. Why, why aren't we doing things my way? Yeah. You know, channeling his inner Luke. Right. Know, whining a whining, little bit. Right. And I think this this fits right in, but I think. This also helps push move move this part of the story along, mm-hmm. um, his development, <coughs> and it helps push push that whole. I shouldn't lose faith and should just keep you know going forward. Right. Well, that's a good point. Um, and I, it, it was also nice to see Sabine and Zeb automatically have his back. You know, mm-hmm. you know, even Sabine's like, you always say, as long as we're together, we have a chance. And even Zeb chimes and goes, well, at least we'll go down fighting. Yeah. Being the, the warrior kind of, you know, kind of backing him up. Mm. Um, they uh, they end up using the the uh, Rebel Phoenix marker to find their way out to Ryder, which I thought was kind of cool. It's a nice little you know, it, sort of thing. It's like they're starting, it's starting to catch on. It's like Sabine's artwork mm. is now literally, you know, starting to catch fire. Mm. And like the Phoenix and symbol. And it's becoming more used. used. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> Ryder says, you know, as soon as they finally find, they finally catch up to Ryder, he's like, uh, when are we going to plan the attack on the Defender base? You know, where's the rest of your strike force? And that's when Ezra goes, well, it's it's just us. And then almost doing a 180, Ezra automatically back in the faith all of a sudden, he goes, well, you know, well, that's how rebellions start with a few people standing up. Yeah. yeah. We did, well, I mean, that's we also did. him talking 
not completely surrounded by people trying True. to kill him. And, and he goes, you know, we did it before, we can do it again. It, it's, uh, But to me, I was kind of like, boy, that was quick. Yeah. You know, I was like a quick turnaround. But I don't know. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I mean, and like Aaron said, he wasn't surrounded by troopers or anything else. Mm-hmm. And But this also goes back to the, like, his development as a... As a person, I guess, if you want to say that, like his development, his, his human nature or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's gone from that, that doubting phase. Right. To, you know. Leadership role. Yeah. Like I should, I should, I should trust my instincts more. Mm-hmm. I, I knew we should follow those, but then when he didn't see, he, cause it was above him when they didn't see the thing, that's when he kind of freaked out a little bit. He's like, we shouldn't have done this. I don't know what I was thinking, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as he sees me, he goes, I was right. You know? Right. And then he reassures himself. Yeah. yeah that's a good point. And then uh, Ryder, with kind of a grim outlook, goes, well, we'll get a look at your defender and you tell me what you think about our chances. Yeah. So, you know, and that's that's where the first episode ends. So, um, yeah. So. And on to the flight of the defender. So we have, uh, we're now at midway point here. We have uh, fully reviewed uh, the end of uh, the occupation. And now we are on to flight of the defender. Uh, so right off the bat, uh, they pretty much pick up where they left off. They go to see this uh, new defender that's apparently out there. They go to this basically imperial air base in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, little Andy strip. Yeah, yeah. That looks like a junkyard. Just it has a area which, where it can land. Which I find so funny that it looks like a landing strip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but none of the vehicles land like an airplane. <laughs> but it's a landing strip. That's her point, actually. Yeah, yeah I didn't think about that. Like, they all can just go up. Yes, like, like you could basically just put a fence around and just land them inside of the fence. But this is a landing strip. I'm like, it even goes as far as putting the lines down the middle, like a, like an actual like yeah. landing strip. I don't know. Is it like just so maybe that's for like, our benefit? I don't now, know. Like just to pick people up, it's the bus to go around to like drop people off. I don't know, but you know what I mean. A like scooter trip. When I was watching because I was like, well, that's a really long. It's a really small landing strip, and I was like. Why do they even have a landing strip? Mm. I guess it's just for our benefit. Like, there's even a control for, tower for the landing strip. Well, the control tower, I get, but because you still have to control that. You go that. to spot A6, he goes to spot D9, don't crash into each other. Well, still, you still have to control the area, but but still, that I, yeah, yeah, the, the strip doesn't make any sense, you're right. But at least they do have one ship right next to each other. Actually, no. Even the strip doesn't make sense for like uh, like commuting because they have like speeders. They're they're not the even ground. on the fucking ground. Yeah. Which is funny because Ryder, like, they can't get out. There's wide open space right between the speeder and and, and the tanks block them off, so they can't get into the wide open space. Mm-hmm. But Ryder gets away because he's parked on the freaking expressway or whatever that is up there, and he just they jump in that cruise and just go across the top of that expressway. Yeah. Although he has a U-Wing with no hyperdrive for some reason, but he has a U-Wing nonetheless that doesn't need that. But yeah, Right, I think I think the Empire probably took all of the hyperdrives off of all the, yeah. all the ships. That actually and, makes yeah. sense. That would make sense. Lock it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes perfect sense. I didn't think about it until just now. Um, all right, so yeah, so they're at this, uh, this air base in the middle of nowhere, which is very unlike the Imperials. Usually their bases are close to the city population and center. Um, well, I mean, it depends on what the military base is for, right? Right. Like, for experimental stuff, they actually do seem to have kind of distance. Well, yeah, they may want to be keeping this out of the eyes of the rebel yeah. rebels, and that's why it's so far and remote. Um, but it also kind of gives them cover, too, but mm. still. 
Um, you know, maybe it's just for secrecy. I don't know. But for yeah. me, I just thought it was a, lot, a little out of character for the yeah, Empire. Yeah, I mean, for any normal base that's dealing with the public or actually looking for rebels or, like, anything that's normal protocol, yeah, you would want that closer to the population. Mm-hmm. But for having, like, an experimental, like, fighter, that actually makes sense. You would actually have that a little distant from everything else. Yeah, I, I, I think it is probably purely for just for secrecy mm. uh, in their own or maybe Thrawn's version of secrecy which is a little bit more yeah you know thought out or thought through maybe mm. um, the other thing about this scene was the return of the Lothcats and Ezra being the force whisperer that he yeah. is and well, they also seem to like Zeb as well they do but yeah. you know you know they're just every they're all over him I mean it's just yeah. like you know yeah they're actually kind of cute little like creatures like yeah. Borg level cute yeah, with weird looking faces. That, yeah, yeah. They, same, same thing with the forks. Yeah, it was, it's like, it's like a cat with an emoji face. Yes, that's kind just of, exactly yeah. what it is. Yes, <laughs> very much so. It's a good good analogy, Brian. Um, and eventually, flying over is the more advanced uh, uh, Tie Fighter or Defender Tie Defender. Uh, I do have a question about that. Yeah, go ahead. So this new Tie Defender. Mm-hmm. Um, if we skip ahead a little bit. Um, when Sabine's in there and she says, holy crap, this has a nav computer. Yes. Now, aren't nav computers only for hyperdrive? Yes. So the TIE fighters have hyperdrive. This one does. Okay, that's what I was getting at. Because yes. they mentioned it's disabled on the right. currently, but yeah. yeah, it does have it. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, wow, that is pretty big. When we've, we've never seen them. Even in mm-hmm. 4, 5, and 6, it's always... Those the Come, Tie Fighters come and go from a stationary. Well, the funny point. thing is, like right. that kind of means like if ship. a Tie Fighter is chasing you and you go to hyperdrive, it can be like fuck you, I'm coming after you. Yes, that's what that's yeah, exactly. They can follow. It's like them. no, you, also, there is no place to. Also, run. the other thing, like if we're just talking about the Defender, yeah, um, when Ezra's being chased and he backs off the controls, like pulls back mm-hmm. and the thing flies backwards from yes. both forwards. That's top Gun scene, yeah. That was fucking badass. Yeah, that was badass. Which is probably the reason why I like this this episode a lot. But Yeah, actually yeah. I think this is probably the best episode of the season. So I really far. feel like our animator is a Top Gun fan because of the way he hits the brakes and they fly right by. I was like, wait, well, like, he did that. Yeah. They, did, they did the flyby over the control tower. Tower, yes. They buzzed the tower. Yeah. You've got Scarif, or Scarif back, who's uh, like the... The Viper. Uh-huh. Well, then the you Wars. also have the um, new thing, like, going right past the uh, stormtroopers that chase the Lothcats off. Yes. And it just kind of knocks them down. Knocks them down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's very uh, reminiscent. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, they also, the, the these uh, new new Defender, even Sabine goes, it could probably rival the Ghost in speed, maybe mm-hmm. even, which mm-hmm. is a big deal because that's a much bigger ship. Larger yeah. engines, even. Well, not just that, but, like, as soon as she's into it, like, in the ship and, like, takes mm-hmm. off, like, she's just blasting fucking that entire base away. Oh, yeah. Well, it has, like, it's got some firepower. So, if you look at the uh, the regular um, TIE fighters from, like, episodes 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. They have two guns. Yes. And the TIE Defender A, we'll call it, uh-huh. had four. Yeah, one on each tip, yeah. And this one's got six. Yes. Yes, has six guns. Has guns on the the base, and then there's yeah, there's a gun on each tip of the wing. So yeah, there you're right. There well, is. No, no, there's nothing on the actual ship itself, like the the ball. The ball there is, yeah. So then there's more than six because it actually has on all three wings. Mm-hmm. It has a double tip. Has a double tipped. Oh, I didn't see that. So it has six. That's why I said six. Oh, okay. I didn't remember seeing anything coming. Yeah, from the if, ball. If they do a close up. It looks like there's two guns on the actual. So main. it has eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's heavily armed, 
fast, has shields, and now has hyperdrive. So this thing's an ass kicker. Yeah. And it's all and it's all compacted into this little tiny TIE yeah. fighter that's incredibly maneuverable, incredibly fast. Mm. Yeah. And unlike other TIE fighters, this one can carry two people at least. Yeah, this is there, like, was de- there was definitely a double seat in it. Mm. Well, there wasn't another seat, but yeah, you could have put another seat in there if you wanted to. There was a double seat? I no, because Sabine's bouncing around the whole time he's oh, flying. Okay. So, but yeah. Uh, but to back up a little bit, um, yeah, so uh, it's uh, the return of uh, Vault Scaris, uh, who's their, their other Imperial ace, if you will, other than Baron, the Baron we saw in last yeah, episode. He doesn't seem to be demoted yes. here, though. Huh? He doesn't seem to be demoted. He's not demoted because he doesn't really lose to well, the Rebels. Actually, he, he did, to me, he seemed demoted because he was the trainer of the entire fleet, mm-hmm. and now he's just the test pilot. Maybe. Well, I just assumed that was like a different opportunity for him. It was like, hey, do you want to test pilot this thing that might be the most badass ship in the entire Empire? Oh, okay. Because to me, that seems like that's, that's you know, something to bring your reputation up even a little higher. I could see that, yeah. Yeah. And... Sabine says she wants more than just video because they take video and they're like, "Okay, let's go." Mm. And then Sabine's like, "Uh, uh-uh. she's like, I want that. Net, I want that flight recorder." I mean, like, yeah, yeah. we can do a little something with the video, but, but if we get that flight recorder, right, just like a woman, it's we never know enough. everything. <laughs> never satisfied. Never satisfied. Always got to go for more. <laughs> I, I've never had that issue with women. Really? Oh no. my god. Oh. Ooh, you are a lucky man. All right, uh, so... Uh, <laughs> you cut the grass and put away the dishes, but why didn't you put, go buy groceries or put away the groceries? I don't care what you do, just do something. Hey, anyway, uh, yeah. I feel like you guys that have, goes. like, issues oh, in we that We do area. have major Ooh, issues. yeah. Okay. Been down that path and flew away from it. All right, uh, so... Um, <laughs> So yeah, she needs. She wants that. She wants it for the hard evidence. She can see what the, it can do, how fast it goes, the maneuvers, yeah, specifics, all kinds of exact data. Yep. Which makes sense. Uh, Ezra agrees to go with go go along with it and leaves Zeb and uh, Ryder kind of watching and kind of tactical support maybe in a role. Um, <laughs> and then they they get there and they need a diversion. And what happens? It's almost like the Ewok scene in Return of the Jedi. The cats just walk off on their own and become mm. the diversion. Well, the thing I found kind of interesting about that is, like, for a second, I was pretty... Like, I know the Stormtroopers have shit aim, mm-hmm. but I really thought they were just going to gun down a cat right there. Well, that's <laughs> like, God damn, that got dark for a Disney cartoon. Well, well at first, they're, they're just screwing with it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, then they get pissed off when they get attacked in the face. And then they no, but, by. like, the cat's right there is like, you ever seen one of those things fly? Guess it doesn't fly. Yeah, I just thought they were going to, like, shoot it in the head. Well, they think they tried, but the damn thing jumped. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, they're... Again, I think this is the force flowing through the cats, whatever you want to call it, because, obviously, force the cat, cats... The cats are... Or force cats. Well, obviously, the cats are doing shit that they normally wouldn't do. You know, I mean, force, I don't force, know. Uh, not... Not, I don't know what loaf cats normally do. I, I don't see it. Okay, just comparison to a normal cat. I don't see a cat running up to a, something that shoots it and then continually try to attack it. And, yeah. And, you know. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's clearly a wild predatory cat. Because mm-hmm. it's strong enough to knock a stormtrooper down by yep. jumping in his face with a helmet on. Yeah. So, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they eat. Like, I don't know. For me, I, for me, I'm I'm just going along with it. Yeah, it's part of the force. Maybe stormtroopers are like canned tuna to those things. I don't know. I doubt it, but we'll see. 
Um, yeah, so with the help of the, the cats, they get the diversion they need, and Sabine sneaks into the TIE fighter. Um, then Thrawn shows up. Who else but Thrawn shows up with Governor Price for a an inspection of his new TIE fighter. And um, Good question. Governor yeah. Price is a governor, correct? Yes, she is. How is she always hanging out with Thrawn? How is she governing and always just being a sidekick? Well, she's the governor of Lothal, so... In this case, it makes sense. Yeah, but why like, she goes off with him on special missions, I don't know. I guess they're just buddies. Um, in the no, past. no, it was just interesting because like she hangs around Thrawn a lot, mm-hmm. but you would assume that would get in the way of her governing abilities. I don't know. You know, governor is kind of a broad title, even though he's Grand Moff Tarkin. Uh, when Princess Leia sees him on the Death Star, she calls him Governor Tarkin. So, mm. you know, it, it, yeah, but like he almost know. always interacts with other people like via hologram. Mm-hmm. So, like that suggests he's busy, sure, and has like well, maybe that's he doesn't she, have maybe, the time. Maybe that's what she does. Maybe she's around with him all the time. If she just governs like through holograms, holograms. <laughs> could be. Like she just checks her emails because, from afar because yeah. we have the, the she she ends up dying. But, hey Bob, Bob, what are you doing, Bob? <laughs> well, yeah, because even in season one they have that minister girl. She's like blonde and wears that weird ass hat. Um, she ends up getting killed because the rebels try to to save her, and right at the beginning of season two, and she gets mm-hmm. knocked off. So, but uh, anyway, so it makes sense that she governs from afar. Oh, okay. fair kind enough. Of, um, but anyway, anyway, so uh, Volt sees uh, the new, new Tie Fighter firsthand, and he says, "Well, I'll give you an evaluation after I, sh- you know, after you inspect it yourself, and then I'll do a test flight, and then I'll tell you what I think." Mm. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Which is very courteous, yeah. really. And then we finally get our first look at a Loth Wolf because Ezra, while trying to figure out how to do a come up with a diversion, sees and gets distracted and sees this Loth Wolf, a white. Loth wolf off in the distance. Yeah. And apparently, not only is the fact that it's an albino thing make it rare, but apparently, like, later in the episode, they go into, like, they haven't been seen for, like, hundreds of years. Yeah, for at least 100 years, they haven't been seen. Right. So, like, is it just a ghost wolf? Is that what it is? Well, yeah, because even Sabine's like, aren't these the things from the... You mean, like, on the the cave drawings? Yeah. Later in the episode. It's just an extinct species, and, like, one Mm -hmm. of them's surviving on the planet as a ghost or something. Right, which makes it that much more special, right? Like, it's out of place, but it's there... It's almost like we're going through, like, they're bringing in, like, forced uh, animal spirit guides or something right, that's going on here. We know that there's more than just one. Well, from the, the, the trailer, trailer, that there's going to be more than one. Yeah, we know there's more than just the one from the trailer. Right. And then, But I, the one thing I thought was cool with the loaf wolf that you bring up was the mm-hmm. when they escape. Yeah. And how quick it was and how mm-hmm. easily maneuverable it was around the lights. Yep. Yeah. We'll get the to that. The hasn't been seen in 100 years. It's yeah. very agile. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. It could be just hiding the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's almost like a force animal spirit guide kind of. Um, it does cause Ezra. To, it warns Ezra right before he gets shot. But it does really. Ezra's so distracted, he gets caught up in the whole whole deal. I don't know. You're um, that or I may, maybe you could view it as like a force sensitive animal. That's what I'm thinking. It's almost because, like, like it's a. Spirit. You have force sensitive aliens from our standpoint. Well, and really, it's a small distinction between animal and alien at this point, isn't it? Well, to me, it's like, because um, you're big into mythology, if you use the, um, uh, what's it, Native Americans? The they, spirit guide thing. They have yeah. like an animal spirit guide, except this one just happens to be physically there. Mm. You know, um, at least eventually it does. Mm. So I, I think that's kind of what Floney's going for here. Mm. You know, he could also be going for 
because Filoni really likes wolves. Yeah. And we talked about this, I think, in the trailer review that he had this big discussion about how he wanted to put Ahsoka on a wolf and at some point and use giant wolf. So, again, yeah. he's reintroducing an old storyline back into... What was the... Uh, um, I don't know if you'll know this, but there was, like, an old PS2 game or PS3 game that had, like, a... Um, like, watercolored wolf is, like, the main character. I think it was, like, Okami or something like that. But it was, like, a white wolf with, like, little red symbols on it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I I it's just what came to mind when talking about but it. But, yeah, yeah, to me, I don't know. Brian, what do you, do you think it's kind of like a spirit guy kind of thing they're trying to go for? Or are you thinking maybe I'm way off base? Um, no, I don't think you're way off base. I think it, it is like kind of like a spirit animal, if you will. But I think it's more of a... It's connected to the fall. Like, on a deeper... You know, Yes, but you're a little low, so I was, oh. I was just giving you a... Sorry not to interrupt. That's okay. I'll get closer. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think that, uh, you know, they're, they're connected to Lothal, mm-hmm. and they've been missing for... You know, haven't been seen in 100 years, but that doesn't mean they, like you said they haven't been there. Right. So they know all the stuff that goes on there, and it seems like they're Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the, the damn thing speaks... Yeah. I mean, even if it is only one-syllable words... Right. But um, growl talks. Yeah, but you know it does. It does seem that it knows who Ezra is. Who Ezra is, mm-hmm. and knows that he's that he has the force in him. Right. You know, so there's that connection there. So mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see it being too far off that it's like a spirit guide, if you will, or a force guide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Very good. Um, so Ezra gets himself caught up in all this, and and obviously Thrawn sees him. And, but instead of Thrawn going capture him, he just goes interesting. So he's almost typical Thrawn style. Instead of going <coughs> after him right away, he's like you're like a sponge. He's just like he's studying Ezra's movements, mm-hmm. how he fights with the lightsaber. You can just see him just constantly. Yeah, it's almost a little weird though in some ways. Like after you have like his encounter, you know, with the entire like rebellion troop they were going to have go to the Thaw, yeah, and have him almost getting killed. You would just almost assume Thrawn would be a bit more gung ho. Like he's already studied Ezra and you know Sabine and Hera, and like he has a general idea of them for the most part. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that he's not. He's still in that phase of it. Yeah, like, and I and I didn't understand why why he said interesting when Ezra just basically just jumped and fell, and he's like kinda, and he was like maybe he wasn't expecting that. Maybe he was expecting a more graceful Jedi. Not oh, a... I don't know, because it just threw me. I was like, well, interesting. I'm like, he didn't do anything special there. He fell over. <laughs> like, Here's how I see it. I see Thrawn is... So the Jedi are, are basically extinct by this point. So there's not many of them out there. So he probably hasn't had too much of a, a chance to uh, to study the the Jedi up, up close and personal, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, maybe that's why he's soaking it up, because he's actually seeing Ezra fight as a Jedi with mm-hmm. the lightsaber. Well, that, that that could be because he did know it, as soon as he saw that uh, the t- the tie defender was um, dismantled or whatever was captured the being was dismantled or whatever. Yeah, the in record time he goes, he goes yeah. to the Mandalorians with them. Right, like he knew instantly who it was. The transponder, yeah. And, and he also said, you know, the only reason why you, why you guys last why your pilots lasted this long is because it wasn't Hera. Mm. Right, because Hera would have taken them out immediately. Yeah. And I like how he did all that, and I love how he used the opportunity, because they were going to disable the, blow up the TIE fighter right from the get-go. Mm. Governor Price was like, no, no, this is a great chance for us to see what this thing can do. Yeah. So he's using the Rebels as part of his, his evaluation of the, his new fighter. 
But that is actually a good use of it. Like, oh, yeah. All right, well, technically, this is real combat experience. Let's see where it goes. Right, it's like, why are we wasting... Let's not waste this opportunity. Let's see what happens. Right. But, yeah, to your point, Brian, he points out right away. He's like, yeah, that's definitely... That has to be Sabine. Mm-hmm. has to be. That has... If that was Hera, no way. And Bridger took him out. All of our trained pilots with not much, much yeah. you know... Much Bridger's like an adequate pilot, but not great. Yeah, he's and only... he's done repeating three of ours. So clearly, we are going to kick ass with that ship. Exactly, and he, he he comes off that, and eventually they do use the kill switch, and then they crash land. But right, which I thought was neat. The, the kill switch is just a uh, pop off the wings, right? And she got it dismantled right as the last wing was still attached. Yeah. So like, there's only one wing, and they're trying to bring it in. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of interesting that it landed on that one wing. Yeah, like he was able to keep and, it. Yeah, and they were up in the air. Yeah, you know, it just uses it as a slide. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. A, a credit to his Jedi abilities, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Mm. Um, so on to the crash and the loath wolf, as I like to call it. Um, so Ezra sees. Uh, I guess I should say they they uh, uh, Sabine wants to take the hyperdrive. Yeah, and even she thinks like, it's going to be useful. And Ezra's like, "How the hell are we going to carry it any way we can?" Typical woman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Once again, that's yeah, just, that, it kind of shows your issues I'm, with the opposite just, sex, man. I'm just being funny. Anyway, so yeah, she she, uh, she takes the they take this hyperdrive and they're having a hard time carrying it and eventually Ezra is like, Let's go that way and they find a cave to, to hide it in and she's well, like Well they they see the loaf cat thing right, like, but going around. Sabine's the cave, like, How like, the hell did you know this was here? And she's like he's like, Well, oh, I followed the loaf cat. You followed the loath cat, yeah. Because <laughs> Sabine obviously doesn't understand mm. that he's using. She's the not force. aware he's like the Doctor Doolittle ghost. Animals, yeah, that he yeah. is the Force Whisperer, you know, and, right. and everything. So I thought it was kind of funny. Um, so you know, they didn't. They're, they're, they hide the hyperdrive and say, "Well, we'll come back for it." Mm. And they put it in that little cave, which is kind of cool, really. Um, it shows how resourceful and smart the both of them are together, and they are a pretty good team together yeah. for the most part. Um, then Ezra sees the wolf again in the distance, and, uh, you know, the Empire's hunting them down. They've got their little search ships, shuttles. I'm not sure what they're called. They look like TIE fighters with bays on them. It's like a mix between a TIE fighter and the... Uh, and the clone the trooper. The clone, clone trooper. Transports. Uh, transports. Yep. Yeah. That's why I thought, too. I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, we've seen them in the past on Rebels, but that's the only way to describe them. I'm, I'm going to have to look that up, see what uh, they're called. Uh, but yeah, so he sees that that wolf again in the distance, and uh, and Sabine's like, "What are you seeing?" You know, he's like, "I keep seeing this loath wolf." And she's like, "A loath wolf," and that's where we find out you haven't been around for a hundred years, and you're talking about the caveman drawing stuff, shit. So obviously, it's it's a, cre- a myth. creature of myth, yeah, myth. It's like the saber tooth tiger yeah, of that of, planet. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like what? What are you talking about? Um, and then <laughs> as soon as she's done talking. The wolf's like right there on her. Yeah, he goes. It was a wolf. wolf. Like, and he's right behind her. Yeah, she looks up, and then he does his sleep. And yeah, which was so weird. Which was kind of cool. I mean, he's using the four. The, the wolf. Cut, I don't know. Was that a force thing, or was that just like a breath thing? Well, if it was a breath thing, it would have knocked Ezra out. I he's think. Like, I don't know. It could be proximity. Yeah, based. I mean, if it's like, bad breath, okay. But I don't see anchovies. I don't see somebody knocked out from bad breath before. But, I don't know. Yeah. Is there like a force ability that just makes people go to sleep? Yeah, yeah, we see it in um, force sleeping. Uh, the Force Awakens. <laughs> uh, force Awakens. Uh, Kylo Ren uses it on uh, Ray. I just assumed like he like 
made her pass out by like choking her sort of thing. He didn't choke her. He just no, did. He's doing it really close oh. on Ray. He goes sleep. Well, he, just, oh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't say sleep, but he does kind of the same thing. He uses the force to it's like a Jedi out. mind trick variant. Kind of, yeah. Do you think they can use that on themselves to take a nap? I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe they maybe they have a side business. Force insomniacs. <laughs> I feel like they would actually make decent money in the modern age. They probably would. I would be all for it on some nights. You will go to sleep. Yeah, yes, yes, I will. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, so the wolf kind of gestures and kind of picks the bean up. And oh, well, actually, he's freaked out about uh, the wolf. He's going to grab his lightsaber, I should say, and. The loath cat kind of appears on top of the the wolf to put his mind at ease. Right, yeah. and then the, the loath cat moves his ears, and then the lone wolf moves his ears. Did notice that they're in sync? Yeah, they are friends, so to speak, through the force. Um, so yeah, so so it you know he kind of picks the bean up and <coughs> they, they they ride the loath wolf. Right, which which Aaron brought up a good point. Wouldn't Sabine just fall off? Yeah, because she's plopped on, and you would assume it would just be plop. Maybe, maybe a little bit. He kind of she's lunging forward, and then once he gets up there, he's holding. And on then the other her. thing is, is when he's climbing up there, he just throws that box and her helmet and sits it. A good yeah, no one's really holding it. Yeah, a good distance away, and he gets on. And as he gets on, the creature gets up, but the box doesn't move or anything. Well, he is a Jedi, and you know, maybe he's uh, that's reaching. I think fine, man. I don't know. I'm I'm just BSing at this point. Bad, uh, bad, bad animation. Bad animation. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so they, they get on, they ride the Loth Wolf, and it looked like to me, even when they first get on the wolf, the wolf looks tired to me. Like, it almost, it's already, it's not panting, but it's kind of... Huffing. Huffing a little well, bit. Because it's carrying two people and a boxing helmet. I know. But it's still... And a Loth Cat. It just makes me wonder if it's just, if this wolf isn't... Dying? Dying and old. Like, really old. So, what if the lone, what if the Loth Wolves are actually connected to the planet essence yeah. and because the planet's dying they're, so dying they're dying that could be that's a ooh, it's a good point brian i like ooh. where you're going with it ooh. i like it deep i like it as deep <laughs> very green piece of you sir mm-hmm. very green piece of you uh <laughs> so again and this is the part where it's dodging lights and it, as far as i'm concerned it's using the force <coughs> my to dodge the lights because it's jumping all over the place and mm. you know literally they can't see it because it's Going in between the spotlights and stuff, so mm-hmm. it's a very like anime esque sort of scene, actually. Like, yeah, it you is. Go back to like Wolf Rain or something like that. Yeah, it has a very anime kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, very Star Wars esque from that point of view, I guess. You know, yeah. it's like a Kurosawa kind of feel, vibe mm-hmm. a little bit. At least that's how I kind of took it. I don't know, um, but yeah, so. And again, once it's done and it, it brings him to safety to the rebel camp, we see it yet again. It, this time now, it's really panting. Like, it is completely out yeah. of... I mean, it's been running for a while. And running all like, night. As agile as it has been. Like. Right. So it's definitely done. So it, again, it just makes me wonder, how old is this thing, you know, and how long has it been around, and mm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then Ezra asks the wolf, he's like, well, why did you help us? And then in the wolf growl, doom... Is what it says. <laughs> right, which none of us caught. No, I actually had to turn on... I heard it, and then I had to make sure I turned on the closed caption to be sure. And sure enough, it is Doom, but it is not D-O-O-M. Not impending Doom, but no. the last name Doom. Yes, it is D-U-M-E. Now, if you take that name and you put it into... And you type in Star Wars and type in Doom, 
just to be sure, because I thought I was right about this. And sure enough, it is brings up uh, Caleb Doom. Now, what? Who? Who is Caleb Doom? For those of you who don't know, first introduced into the uh, Star Wars Rebels book before the series came out, New Dawn, and also in the uh, comic book, uh, the uh, the Last Padawan, which is all about Kanan Jarrus uh, escaping Order sixty six. That whole series, we find out that Kanan Jarrus is actually was actually Caleb Doom in the uh, when he was a Jedi. So his real name is Caleb Doom. It is not Kanan Jarrus, but it is Caleb Doom. So, this brings up a ton of questions. Um, I we've always known Ezra has had a direct connection to Lothal, but does Kanan now have some sort of family history, some sort of connection to Lothal? What is it that? that why does this wolf? He's actually Ezra's uncle. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, well, Star Wars is all about family, so I could see that family twist at the end. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? What do you think there what do you think Kanan's connection to Lothal is, if at all? Any? Brian? I don't know. No idea. Yeah, I don't really know. Like like uh when you brought it up earlier when we were talking we watched it before the show and before our podcast here. Yeah. Um like we were talking, like it could be Ezra um is the other character, so that's why his name is DJ and they're like mm-hmm. they're trying they're trying to pull it in that way. Right. But I've never actually thought about Kanan's home world or where he comes from where he comes comes from so it could be mm-hmm. um, <coughs> that uh, the Bridgers changed their last name to mm-hmm. Bridger mm-hmm. yeah um, from Doom maybe they're all they were all one family yeah or maybe that maybe Kanan is Ezra's dad's brother or something something or a cousin yeah or something along those lines Aaron what do you think uh, I'm not really sure but my main question with that is like if you do learn that, you know, Kanan is originally from Lothal, does it really add to the character or the story any? Like, it could. Like, honestly, I it almost feel like... Ezra. I mean, it connects it, but I don't feel like it adds to it. I think it would add to the story, and especially to Lothal, um, because there's that line that we have in the trailer. In fact, it was played at the beginning of this podcast. It's in the opening sequence that I make the, the song for the beginning of the podcast, and he, he goes to Ezra, he goes... This is why we were meant to be Jedi, mm. to be here on Lothal. So, to me, I think there's going to be a connection, and that's going to play into the greater story mm. of how they try to save Lothal. Now, whether they're successful or not, I don't know. What but, if yeah. Kanan is actually Ezra's dad? Dun, dun, dun. His real dad. At the same time, I don't feel like that adds. Like, I feel like that actually detracts from like kind of the idea of like individuals coming together to form their own like family-like unit. Like but, would, but wouldn't that be the force pulling them back together as a family? I don't know. Like, I just feel like that detracts from it because that kind of goes into like blood is blood sort of story. And, and it, it, like, and, and uh, they, they could totally it, it takes away from it for me actually. And they could totally go no family connection. Rather, they just happen to both be Jedi from Lothal. Mm. You know that that's both their homework. Mm. Kanan just didn't know it at the time. You know, I don't which know. how does Kanan not know it? Well, because he's taken from his family when he's like one or two. And then mm. the Jedi raise them and train them. Yeah, for sense So he could be from Lothal, just not actually ever lived there, basically. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or he did when he was like gotcha. one, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, so. I think if you go, I don't know if it's in it's in uh, Clone Wars where they have like a ship that's like full of force sensitive kids that are like abducted, but they're all like two yeah. to five or some shit. It's in Rebels too. They, it's re- in Rebels? They, they do it again in Rebels. Yeah. In fact, we. 
we talked about it, I think, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um <clears throat> so um so it sounds like we're definitely gonna get some sort of background on Kanan. Mm-hmm. I could be completely unless they they're going somewhere I don't see. It just seems like that's it. And then you know, the Force has always flowed very strongly on Lothal, mm. because we kind of talked about this from that hidden Jedi temple. So there's a mystery as to why the Emperor has always been interested in Lothal. <coughs> Next, if you go all the way back to Season 1, and this is, goes to that minister I was talking about. Her mm. name is actually... Um, Makatua. Makatua. And it's something gets in your throat. Makatua. Makatua. Never take commandments from a boy. That's so chewy. Um, but yeah, um, Makatua, it was that, it, you know, she was always, uh, she was governing in place of Governor mm-hmm. Price. And right, her big thing to have the rebels come save her is, I know what the, the Emperor really wants with Lothal. I know what he's after. Mm-hmm. And we never got the answer. But we so, never got the answer because she dies. Could Doom also be a reference to a place on Luthal instead of just also being like a family name? It's possible. It's also, that that is possible. Okay. I... Hadn't thought about it, but yeah, that's possible. Okay. No, not possible at all. So, what if what if your uh, closed captioning is off? On your TV? It is not because I actually went and watched Rebels Recon, but it could be because it's still your TV pulling the same. No, spelling. no, 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 no. It is actually Rebels Recon on my phone, and they're the ones that put the subtitle. And he doesn't on say your phone. It did. Yeah, on my phone. Without me putting subtitles on my phone. It was actually just that one little scene they show on Rebels Recon. They don't say anything about it, but they show the wolf saying, Doom, and it's D-U-M-E. So I know for a fact. So put subtitles on your phone? I did not. Well, then how do you know it's the Doom? Because they do it just for that one scene on Rebels Recon itself. So they put subtitles on that one scene? Yes, they did. Oh. So that's how you know. I don't know. Seems sketchy. (laughs) (laughs) So... But yeah, so it'll be interesting to find out what the the big secret of Lothal is too. You know, does it yeah. have kyber crystals? I bet it is. I bet you're yeah. right, Brian. I bet it's a kyber crystal type thing. It could be. It would be a good tie-in for Rogue One too. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're, it's not just Jedha that they're stealing kyber crystals from, but Lothal Pretty much as any well. planet they can, any, anywhere they can find it. Yeah, it would be. It would make sense. And I mean, we already had the storyline of Saul Guerrero where they had the giant kyber crystal earlier on the Pre- season, right? So. Just just last week, so. Yeah. It would tie in pretty well. <clears throat> so, um, okay, so let's let's talk about the obvious question that a lot of people are probably asking: Is the wolf somehow related to Ahsoka? What do you guys think? No, no, nope. no, no, nope. not at all. There's nothing that suggested at this point in time. The only thing that suggested it was you. What's that? Well, it's the only thing that suggested it was you. Was me? Well, you're that from the like, from that... the stuff that you found out from Felony and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that he really associated the two and like the idea of them like. Tangent with each other, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, when we saw the trailer at the very beginning, yeah, and you're like, could it be because Filoni's talking about this and always like the Soka with the blah blah blah? Mm-hmm. Could she come back as a wolf? That's the only time I've ever heard, right, about them connected. Yeah, and to me, it just makes sense symbolically that I don't think it's her necessarily, but I think she could be controlling it somehow or working in tangent. With do you think it. we're going to get Ahsoka this season? Yeah, I do. I, I believe that she, in what form, I'm not sure. I don't think she's going to be completely physical. I think she'll be some form, some kind of force ghost, maybe partially in and out of dimensional, you know, mm-hmm. sync, maybe of some kind. Uh, whether that's, I don't think she's going to be full force ghost, but I don't think she's going to be full, fully like, you know. So, force zombie. Uh, <laughs> force lich. 
Lich better? Uh, maybe that's a little bit closer. Um, <laughs> like, she would die, but the power of the Force is keeping her alive. She could also, yeah. She could also be, like, um, like they asked Filoni what he was thinking, and Filoni's thinking what along the lines was. He said it was like this. He was like, you remember, he, he threw in Lord of the Rings of all things. He says, you remember when Gandalf is fighting that creature, and he dies? Fighting, he fights that big but giant back. demon. Mm. He, he dies, but then he says he's sent back. Mm. He says that's the same way I'm thinking along the lines. They said that's what I'm kind of that's why I'm going with Ahsoka. Mm. So Ahsoka the White, Ahsoka the White, so to speak. So like she dies, but the Force sends her back. Kind okay. of thing. The Force itself, because the Force itself is alive. If there's one thing we're learning through the movies and through Rebels and Clone Wars, all together is they're they're trying to tell us that the Force is like. Like um, what call it said, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy, of the uh, Liam Neeson. God, I can't think of his name. Qui Gon. Qui Gon Jinn. He said, you know, you have much to learn about the living force. He was right mm. that it's alive, it's flowing, and it works with people, but it also, you know, has its own thing. Mm. So, um, anyway, it's it's alive. It has its own will, if you will. And if you go back even further to the start of Star Wars, you get the Journal of the Wills, the Will of the Force, etc. Blah blah blah. So anyway, I'm with the Force. The Force with me. I'm with the Force. The, the Force, force is with me. It's <laughs> so, still the best line out of that entire film. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a cool line. Um, so Kanan believes that. Is it sad we actually never got like th- that temple in Rebels? Like before it was like destroyed or whatever. It would be cool to see. Yeah, like because I, I feel like that'd be a cool backstory that like, you could throw in. I would like to see a lot more of their backstory. I would love to know about the Guardians of the Wills. I would love to yeah. see the Wills. Everybody wants to, but nobody knows what that is. Yeah, you know, it's never. We might find out late. <clears throat> I think if we find one of those books that that uh, Luke's looking at is the Journal of the Wills, mm. which is funny all into itself. I don't think they end up opening it, but I think it's just a little Easter egg. Mm. Um, so. Kanan does believe Ezra about the wolf. He said, all paths are coming together now. Ezra goes, well, what the hell does that mean? Kanan's like, I don't know. I have to find out. <laughs> it's kind of funny because, like, if you don't know what that means, why did you say it? How do you know that they're all coming together? Like, exactly. It's just like you're just stirring shit out there. It's like, oh, well, this is all going to work out. Why do you think that? I don't know. The only thing I can do, the only thing I can make sense out of is he feels it. He just doesn't know how it's going to play out. Yeah, like he can sense it in the force, but he doesn't. I don't know. To me, that just it. that that line put there with him not knowing. He just said it. It didn't seem like a fit. Like it, <laughs> like it was like all, all, all paths are coming together. It's a random like, really, what does that mean? moment. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. It's kind of like it was very Yoda esque. It was like a Yoda thing to make him. Think. I don't think Yoda's ever been like. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. I just well, say you shit. know. You know what it kind of what it kind of felt like to me. Um, was that Kanan at that point was possessed by somebody else. And he said, you know, all paths are coming together. Like, well, what does that mean? Oh, I don't know. Did I? And then it was almost like he was waiting for him to say, "Yeah, I didn't even say anything. What are you, what are you talking about? Like you know, he was in the force for a yes. moment? Yeah. It could be. It could be. That could be, be kind of cool if that was the case. Like, he had like force threats. Well, I force threats, but like, he just... May the fuck be with you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a good thing I put explicit on these things. I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right. So uh, it ends with the wolf kind of looking at the rebels and then fades to white, which is kind of 
Kind of yeah. interesting. Well, yeah, because it doesn't. Ev- the show always fades to black. Black. Yeah. And this time it faded to, to white. White, like yeah. bright. Last time we saw it fade to white was uh, in Rogue One. We get the last scene of uh, uh, Jin and uh, Captain. Um, can't think of his yeah, name. You're good. It's going to drive me nuts. I'll, I'll think of it at 3 in the morning. I'll be like, Captain Laha. Um, I mean, you could just like Google it like in 10 minutes. I could. But Captain Laha. Aha. No, it's um, Captain Suffering Succotash because that's what he sounds like. Okay. Um, Captain uh, Suffering Succotash. <laughs> awesome. Anyways, but that last scene of them, right before they die, it fades to white. Mm. So again, it's kind of ominous to me when I see that. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I've seen that before. Uh oh. Uh oh. Because you know, obviously, I know Hera makes it. I know, uh, I know that uh, Chopper makes it. Yeah, you don't know like Jedi's make it. Though. Don't know anything about that. I I have a theory about Ezra, but I, that's it. So yeah, uh, yeah. I Cassian, don't know. Cassian, thank you, Captain Cassian. You're welcome. There you go. But yeah, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it's the fading to white is just a cool way to end this? End it, or you think there's something to it? I think it's just a cool way. Okay. Uh, I think it has. I think it has to do with the uh, canon. Well, no. I, I think it has more. Has more like every every episode of um, Rebels and stuff that we see in Fade to Black goes to the stars and the. It's always like a yeah. um, like the vastness of space or a dark part, you mm-hmm. know. So this going to light could be the next episode is more about the light side of the more force. light side of the force mm. could be that's a well, good that it's about going back to the planet and like the actual closeness of everything it's not about expanding outwards right yeah that's that's kind of cool i like that that's very good metaphor i mean what metaphor. do you what do you think if if the next episode like did we see a trailer for it yet yes we did see a trailer for there's been episode? a couple of them yeah so next next episode is um I'm trying to remember the the trailer yeah give me a minute um. Shoot, I haven't seen it. You I put, didn't see it either. You put me on the spot, and I already lost it. You, you, but it is out. Yeah, it is out. Oh, I didn't see it because yeah. I was gonna say, what if the next episode was more of a flashback for the Loath Wolves and how it's connected to? They, the Loath Wolves are in the next one. I know that because they're in one of the trailers. There's two like they're like mini, you know, just like quick scenes. The rebels are surrounded, and uh, they don't like they can't know where to go, and all of a sudden the wolf re- reappears, and Ezra's. Yeah, you know, like no, Ezra's like, we gotta go that way. He's like, why? Because I saw the white wolf, white wolf wolf. Yeah, <laughs> and Zeb goes, it's okay when things get strange. It, it that's when things get good usually. <laughs> that's the huh. joke. It's like a joke. Yeah, when we get done with this podcast, I'm gonna see that trailer. Yeah, I'll, we'll watch it because <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yet. <laughs> All right, so uh, <coughs> let's just uh, we we're an hour and a half in almost. Uh, let's just get right to final thoughts and grades. <laughs> Alright, Aaron, your final thought and grade for uh, the occupation and uh, Flight of the Defender, because it's really one big story. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably give it like a solid B. Okay. I think this is actually probably the highlight of the season so far, because the first four episodes kind of dragged for me. Okay. Um, but I think this is kind of finding its rhythm of what it wants to do this season and kind of getting into the main storyline of where it wants to go for the season. Okay. And like it's adding a little bit of like mythology and kind of interesting you know, characters to it, and I think... It's kind of setting the pace and time for what it wants to do. Absolutely, I'll build off that. I'll uh, I'll give it a solid A. Uh, it's really we're finally uh, we're going away from the the everyday rebellion. And we're getting back to Lothal. We're getting back to the grassroots. We're seeing old characters return. They're tying things up. Their things are 
all paths are coming together literally or coming full circle in some cases i i love the uh i like i love the the way they're using the loath wolf and uh, the loath cat again i i really think they're like force uh spirit guys and force guides whatever you want to call them i like how they're they're reintroducing the force back into the show it's been missing i thought that was what was missing big time from season three even um other than the twin sons episode with uh, with uh, obi-wan which was awesome but all that is being re- reintroduced in a a new way. It's not just them against the Force bad guy, but rather the Force itself is saving them from the, the greater Empire. So it's kind of a cool twist and a new new take on it, really. So uh, yeah, I definitely give that an a, give it an A. Brian, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go with an A as well. I really like this episode. Uh, I really like six more than five. Okay. Um, get the wolf in there. You know? Well, you got the wolf in there. You got the new Tide Defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, five for me felt more of a uh, reintroducing us to the fall and what's changed. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't really anything, any kind of major action except for them being chased and running away. Right. Uh, six for me felt um, more like the stuff that I like to watch. We got a new ship. Mm-hmm. I'm always big on the on the episodes with the new ships. The new ships. Yeah. Um, I think for me that was the biggest part of this episode. The other part was we actually got to see Ezra use his lightsaber <coughs> a, a pretty decent amount, mm-hmm. battling the stormtroopers on the de- on the deck, you know, bouncing around and right action yeah so I, I enjoyed the action of episode six way better than five uh way better than the rest of the season like aaron said this for me six has probably been the best one so far mm-hmm. um yeah can't wait for the rest of them absolutely all right real quick before we go where can you find four midwest guys if you like this podcast you can go to the number four midwestguys.com again that is to type the number four then type in midwestguys.com all together again that's the number four midwestguys.com there you can find uh, links to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our iTunes, to our i i uh, um, Podbean, to our iPods, <laughs> to our iPods. Yes, what you can use from iTunes. Uh, also, Podbean. Uh, you can like, follow, subscribe there. Also, on the website itself is every podcast in chronological <coughs> order. Or you can, if you just like this show, you can click Star Wars Rebels and get every Star Wars Rebels. If you like our other podcasts, like our Game of Thrones podcast, like the Night's Watch, you click the Night's Watch. If you like other, if you like uh, Marvel DC Kings, you click Marvel DC Kings. It's all categorized, all broken down for you at the top. Whatever you like, it's your one-stop shop, the number four, MidwestGuys.com. Well, Brian, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. And Aaron, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. And this is B. Willie saying, may the force be with you always.